Everyone, good morning. Uh, very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as you possibly can for today's trading opportunities. Now, today is Friday, the 28th of April, so it's the last trading day of the month. We've got bank holiday uh, on Monday, so we won't be broadcasting live on Monday um, due to uh, very thin markets. Um, so let's get straight into it then. We do have very, very interesting moves in these markets over the course of yesterday. Um, we'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Uh, we, we'll, we'll attempt to kind of break it all down for you. Um, strange, no, it's not strange. It's understandable why the markets are moving the way that they are. It's just, um, we think, predicated on very, very shaky ground. Um, so let, let's break it down for you as best we can, as far as we see it. Um, so all profitable traders, we need to consider which markets to trade, of course. Where do we want to enter these markets? Exit. How do we manage risk? Trade management, trade psychology, all very important features when it comes to trading these financial markets. And we discuss these elements live every day uh, in our trade rooms, uh, with every trade we get into. Um, just as a bit of a process. And then we, we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined and also patient as well. All right, so let's start with a review of potential market moving news then. So um, uh, let's bring up Forex Factory. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, it'll be a nice long weekend this weekend. So um, it's a nice opportunity to take a deep breath and come back again next week, which is likely to be... Um, I mean, yesterday was the start of um, significant volatility, way and above what we've seen for the majority of the month uh, in just a few hours. So what are we looking at? That's the question. Um, well, we're looking at this news event yesterday, and it was a bit of a catalyst for um, some considerable buying across the industry markets yesterday. So let me draw your attention to... So this little news event in here now we can absolutely include um all of these uh, news events so let's start with advanced gdp this is your first sort of um gdp number which is um it's it's for the previous quarter so it's our first indication as to whether um we are seeing growth or, or a little bit of contraction so what did we expect? We we had a previous print of 2.6. It looks like that was coming down a little bit. We were expecting a figure around 2%, and we saw pretty much half that. So what does that mean? It means the US economy is not performing as well as everyone anticipated. So um, the other aspect to that is have a look at the, the advanced uh, GDP price index. That has previously gone, this is a quarterly figure as well, in the previous quarter went down and now has, has shot back up again. Um, so we are seeing uh, stagflation play out in front of us, um, which is uh, high, high prices, um, higher prices, lower, um, high inflation uh, with low growth. And we're seeing this low growth begin to filter through now, is it transitory low growth or, or is it sustainable low growth? This is, this is really the concern. 
Now, with this as a as a backdrop, we are seeing a bit of a bit of joy uh, on the uh, the unemployment claims number came in, as you can see, slightly positive. Ordinarily, that would be good for financial markets. Um, it's not so good as far as the Fed are concerned because they're they've raised rates in order to um, to attempt bring prices down. But unemployment is so low, people have jobs and have money in their pocket, and that just reinforcing that. It's making inflation really sticky. So, um, so that was a, a, a bit of a problem. And then we got pending home sales. So that's down quite considerably. We're expecting a very minimal soft print. And we saw a minus 5.2, um, which is, um, it's, it's just feeding into that sort of economic downturn view. So with all of this in mind, uh, we go back to the BOJ in just a second. I just want to share with you the, the charts so you can see um, what how these markets reacted to that particular news event. And this is one of these situations where we'd expect the markets to move in one direction and they completely, with incredible conviction, moved in exactly the opposite direction. So... With that backdrop, we would have very much uh, expected. Um, we would have very much expected. Uh, actually, these U.S. indices to to largely soften. Now, the question is, why did this market not soften? For us, it's the context behind these markets is a little bit more nervy. We've got we still have the situation in the U.S. Um, so yeah, we did make some progress for a couple of days to the downside, expected further downside. And this market's just hung around and then just exploded and rallied to the upside. Still inside consolidation. So all we're doing is trading above and below this, uh, this middle line here. And we're now back above it, which is, um, which is more than annoying. So this is what we've done over the course of the whole month. But here's the backdrop. So we have sort of stagflation. That's not good for an economy. Um, and, uh, the question we have to ask ourselves is, you know, why do we get this, um, this really bullish move yesterday? Well, it's because in the U S the banking system is in a bit of a mess. So we thought we'd said goodbye to it and the, um, the fed have stepped in, uh, and, uh, and the government to actually support depositors and, uh, broadly speaking, make loans available to the banks uh, so that they can plug the gap uh, short term. So it was all a nice little plan and, and progress. And what it was really designed to do is to stop the flow of, of capital coming out of the banking system. But we actually seem to think after a few weeks of a bit of a pause that it's re-emerging, that you know, um, people with, uh, with cash sitting on the sidelines are looking to to put it into other areas like your your, your market uh, market funds and, and and bond markets, which are yielding significantly more. So the banks are not giving people the interest rates to reflect this um, this high interest rate environment. So interest rates on their deposits are very very low. So then now investors are thinking, well, why should I keep my money in the bank? Let, let's let's invest it into you know, whatever money market funds that happen to be out there that are yielding four, five, six percent. Um, so taking on a little bit more risk. But the point is the capital is coming out of the, um, you know, many of these banks still. 
and they thought they would be able to stop that. And it just means that, you know, the central bank and the, uh, the FDIC are pretty much on the hook. Um, and it could be to the tune of a couple of trillion. So we're talking about massive, massive numbers. So again, that's really bad news. Why is that supporting um, these stock markets? And it, it's all feeding into that sort of belligerence trade. So if there's a, we know that when a central bank goes from 0% interest rates to 5% in a, in a relatively short period of time, there's going to be fallout from that. And the Fed are apparently in the next meeting continuing to raise rates. But then there is a sharp um, reduction in rate hikes expected. And it's, it's probably to, to, to address the banking system in the US. Um, so if they start lowering rates, it takes a bit of pressure off. Uh, and you'll stop seeing the flow of capital come in. Except these traders are, are thinking that the, um, the Fed will suddenly be really aggressive to the downside uh, in terms of rate hikes. So that pivot that we've been speaking about for quite some time is very much front and center. If I just share this with you, this pivot here, this rate pivot, this a dovish Fed, so yes, we are raising rates one more, uh, one more 25 basis point. Um, and the markets are, are pricing in the fact that the Fed are going to completely pivot on, on what they're doing. Here's the problem. Inflation is not going down. It, it's, it's, we've seen progress, but it's also proving really quite sticky at these current levels. And the current levels are way too high. Um, they said a year ago, you know, inflation will be transitory and we'll be back to 2%. That's not the case. You know, we're at, I think we had progress to 5% on the headline. Uh, I think uh, core inflation is a lot stickier. I think it's 5.6, if I'm not mistaken. So, but the reasons why these markets rallied is because they think the Fed are going to ditch their, um, their inflation and just live with inflation. And they're going to start cutting rates really quite aggressively to suit the uh, the banking situation. So um, that's what's going on in our opinion. Um, we think that's a, a false move. Um, we would be, we don't want to belligerently go against the markets, you know, every single time, but we've taken a couple of losing trades in this market now, even though prices are more inclined to go to the downside. But it's only because we have a particular sort of trading bias that these markets are going to be softening. And, you know, that softening might kick in sooner rather than later. As the market realizes, maybe this was a little bit of an overreaction. Maybe actually there's, there's, there's troubles in the pipeline. We do have this stagflation type economy, and that would be very, very bad for stocks, you know, over the medium and longer term. So, you know, should we be so bullish? We would suggest not, but yesterday's price action was very resilient, very confident, very purposeful. Um, we're just, uh, what we do potentially have is an opportunity to sell this market at a much, much higher price. So, so let's go back to today's news event because there is an important news event occurring actually right now. And that's the, um, uh, where are we? It's down here. It's the press conference, the BOJ. So this was the next big market for us to look at and think, right, 
Will the BOJ remove their, their yield curve control? Well, the answer is no, not yet. Um, however, they've said, right, well, we're going to take a couple of years. We're going to take, I think, uh, a year or a year and a half to actually, you know, assess what we've been doing over the last 20, 30 years. Um, this is at a point when core inflation is at um, very significant highs. Over the last year, it's just been on, on the up and up. Um, and you can see that this inflation story is, um, is, is sticking quite considerably. We've never really had, as far as all the data is concerned, we've never been up at these levels before. So, uh, and this goes back even further as well. So, um, in the last uh, 20, let's say 20, 21 years, you know, we, we've never been up at this sort of three and a half, four percent level. So, the uh, the BOJ have now, they do, they do have what they set out for. This is just a Tokyo core. Um, I think uh, uh, core CPI numbers uh, for the Japanese economy, uh, for just from memory, is up at 3.8%. So again, that's at 40-year highs as well. So this is the problem. If they keep, um, they kept rates at, at minus 0.10, so the BIJ are very accommodative for the Japanese economy. Um, they are now single-handedly driving inflation. The question is, how much is too much inflation? They should be targeting around 2%. We're now up at 3.8. Is it getting out of hand? They're suggesting, well, we're going to carry on doing what we're doing. We're okay for now. Um, we would question that and, and, and suggest that, you know, they'll have to start, you know, loosening their, their control on yield curve uh, control in the not too distant future. Um, they're saying we're going to do a review for a year. Um, I don't think they can afford to let inflation run considerably higher for uh, another year. I think they're going to have to um, engage and interact a lot earlier. So um, as a result, it's kind of disappointed the markets as far as the yen's concerned. There was a, a lot looking for a bit of yen, yen strength. We actually saw considerable yen weakness. So today, really, um, we, we're going to be hearing from the BOJ. In fact, he's currently speaking now, so we can have a look at that yen in just a second. And now we've got core PCE price index numbers as well. So we know um, uh, this is the, 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 the inflation number that the Fed really like, and that core inflation is, uh, is an important feature of that. It's remained really quite sticky. And we're expecting uh, very much in line with the previous month, um, we're, we're expecting growth on the core side of things. So we're not really getting that. We've had headline inflation come down a lot because of food prices and the fact that energy has dropped quite considerably. Um, but the core, excluding food and, and, and energy, is still unsustainably high. It's going to cause a massive problem because they've got this banking crisis in the US. Um, deposits, they're still losing deposits, which is uh, insane because of the backstops that they have in place. Um, but they're, they're looking, you know, investors and are looking for you know better returns elsewhere so the fact that these interest rates are up at five percent is causing a big problem for american banks and we think that's something to really keep an eye out for if we have further banking turmoil um now the current view is that it's 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 largely supportive but not for the reasons which you would probably expect so it's actually 
this trade is counterintuitive. Um, we were expecting, you know, decent selling off the back of yesterday's um, news. And we saw very considerable buying, very belligerent, sustainable buying, just just a bit of a linear um, move to the upside. So started off a little bit tentatively, got the news, bang, four hours, five hours, you know, over the course of six hours, we kind of made very significant highs. And we've done absolutely nothing since. So that's what's quite interesting to us. Um, because what this could do is give us an opportunity to start selling at a much higher price. But this, you know, clear, cleaned out the market. Uh, all of those sellers that were been in this market from from three days ago, you know, they were all blown out with this move. And um, we know there's a lot of sort of trading bots and sort of quantitative um, uh, trading strategies that are just clearing out this market. A lot of market movers um, seem to be, um, uh, like we said, just sort of clearing out this market. So we took a, um, a, a sell trade. It was around the 40, 80 level. We had a small stop loss uh, above the 41. Yeah, it was the 4100, wasn't it? Just above it. So we took a small risk to the downside and we wouldn't have expected this kind of return. But what this does is it potentially gives us an opportunity to start selling at a much higher price. So we want to see how this how this market you know, plays out. So um, we don't necessarily buy into that incredible. We even, and, and this is the other side, we've got pretty good performance from Amazon yesterday uh, across the tech sector is performing really well, but only pretty much the large cap. Um, all your big names are, are performing relatively well. Um, the uh, and it's largely due to the fact that they're all charging higher prices so prices have gone up very much in line with this inflation story um volumes haven't necessarily gone up but prices have so it's, it's creating a better outlook there's um inflation's a double-edged sword you know if we're all paying higher prices that that money is 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 going to you know it's going to make the performance of those companies you know much healthier and you know, there is winners and losers with inflation. So um, a bit of a rejection, really, as the market closed, we come back and we've just settled at these levels. So will we get that further, further trade to the downside? Um, we like the FTSE lower, potentially. And um, let's see what happens with the, with the with the DAX. But we've been sideways now for two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16. So about uh, three weeks worth of price action just um, in that pretty tight range. Uh, the Nikkei, we actually made progress now um, to the upside. So we've broken out. It's hard to call this a breakout, but it, it is technically a bit of a breakout. We've got this high sitting up here now. So we'll probably get a little bit further upside. Um, it, it's pushing higher off the back of a, a weaker yen um we would take more focus on on the yen really if we if we probably could so it's just about sort of trade selection isn't it and bitcoin has had a bit of a rally off the back of yesterday's you know very significant performance but no doubt will have significant problems as things unwind okay so um so commodities we want to watch carefully will we make new highs or will we roll over um we, we we're, we're going to look for that rollover trade 
So, um, not much movement out of oil yesterday. We've still got a, um, we still have a um, pending order sitting below yesterday's low, which, which we didn't get triggered. But if this fails to push higher and starts to roll back over, we, we definitely still like this to the downside. So we can leave that pending order in there for now. Um, gold, it's in this little sideways little pattern. We've got better opportunities elsewhere. So the yen, it's, um, it's this impressive move. Um, so pure yen weakness. The problem is we've kind of seen the majority of the move now. So will that move kind of unwind a little bit? Um, you know, we can, of course, look for a bit of a pullback. But you need some, you know, you need a very significant pullback in this market to be able to kind of get into it. So that leaves us with the dollar. So where are we at with this dollar trade? Well, we're still in um, the uh, the euro dollar trade from yesterday. And it, it hung in there really, really impressively, despite the indices, you know, really driving higher. You'd expect the euro to have uh, strengthened on, on that on that basis. We wanted to hang on in there just in case uh, the indices, you know, tapped out and they started to roll over to the downside. Um, they certainly didn't tap out, but, you know, there was very little reaction in the euro. So we wait and see what happens with that. Um, gold, uh, sorry, uh, the pound dollar, um, just really choppy, horrible price action. The dollar's really strengthening against the yen. Dollar Swiss, this kind of limited opportunity to perhaps work with the dollar it's interesting to see the um the aussie dollar look to strengthen we keep an eye out on the aussie dollar as well and so it looks like there's the potential for a little bit of dollar strength um if certain lows are breached so these prices kind of get below um the 110.05 level we'd probably expect some further downside let's see if that has a knock-on effect so we're not going to buy into this move that we saw yesterday, believe it or not. Um, our approach is still for um, kind of a, potentially a mild risk off. I think when the realization kicks in that actually the um, yesterday's move was a little bit of an overreaction, I think we could find people beginning to exit those trades. So let's go ahead and um, and at least look for the trade that we would like to get into if it continues to push higher then so be it we can we can let it go um we will have a long weekend and we come back next week with a with a new sort of overview and outlook um but definitely choppy risk off um we still have these low i mean yesterday we had a slight uptick in in volume but nothing nothing significant okay okay so let's um let's amend this then currently up on screen Okay. 
Like we actually like that the potential sell trade. We'll probably look at the S and P five hundred in, in a lot of detail. Um, so potential U.S. indices. Copy uh, risk off market conditions at higher prices with low volume. That's kind of the, the context, really. Potential U.S. indice weakness. Um, we'll have a look at um, the dollar is not. Really, yeah. I suppose um, I suppose the the yen pairs. Um, we've had a really sizable move already today. So the question is, do we get much value sort of buying up at those high levels? Not 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 really. Um, we'll put yen weakness in here. Um, it's probably more to just monitor than, than anything. Uh, please note our trade sizing is much lower than normal due to these current choppy market conditions. So, yeah, um, it's it's still tentative. All of our trades are, are still like that um, with lower trade size. So this is not the time to be uh, ultra bullish. So this narrative is feeding through yesterday. The um, the, the rate pivot, the, the dovish Fed, even though they're increasing rates next week. The market is pricing that in so they're, they're they're ignoring that they're looking beyond that and they're saying right well once we start once we finish increasing rates we're going to start um uh, reducing rates and, and pivoting pretty quickly we just think that the markets are completely ignoring inflation and that will come back and bite them in the backside so really challenging um narratives and um we want to pick a side as always uh, and that is still on the almost the, the the central bank side of things the the fed the fact that they are suggesting that they're going to remain hawkish and, and and stick to their guns on that and the reason for that is that they've said many times the biggest threat is inflation and they're going to do everything to bring about price stability which is really their their their, their main focus. Um, so the market is suggesting that the Fed are going to ignore that completely and they will start sort of yielding to other pressures. Um, so it's very fascinating environments now. So um, any questions, guys, feel free to post them. Um, let's switch rooms. We're going to pop over to our live trade room now from 8 o'clock onwards. Um, so if you want to join us for that, you're very welcome to do so. Just access through your members area. And we'll be back again. Uh, for the US trading session this afternoon at 12.45 p.m. So um, if you need any more information, just go to livetraderoom.com. All right, and guys, let's wrap it up. We'll switch rooms now. So we'll see you in the other trade room now in just, uh, just uh, a few seconds. So we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.